Friday, September 11th, and here's what's coming up on Live Zone. The Kardashians are calling it quits. Could Kanye have something to do with it? Travis Scott gets his own Mickey D's meal. Cardi B sat down with Joe Biden and a certain conservative decided to troll her for it. All this in the latest in music news. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Charles McBee. Welcome to Live Zone. Look, all the kids out there, welcome back to school or not, uh, all the parents. Listen, welcome back to hell if you're doing homeschooling. It's all good. I'm here for you. Thank God it's Friday and you know what that means. Let's get into what's trending in the headlines. It's truly the end of an era, people, and I'm not talking about the end of the world. I mean, that may be coming too, but nope, the Kardashians. Keeping up with the Kardashians after 20 seasons, 14 years, they're finally going, they're going away. They're calling it quits. This is what Kim posted recently. She said, our last season will air early next year, 2021. Without keeping up with the Kardashians, I wouldn't be where I am today. I am so incredibly grateful to everyone who has watched and supported me and my family these past 14 incredible years. Now, nobody knows exactly why they're ending the show, but some people are speculating that maybe Kanye Tudor has something to do with it. I mean, I don't know. With Kanye soon to be in the White House, you can't have keeping up with the Kardashians going on at the same time. It just doesn't look good for democracy, all right? But we don't know, but she has been attending a lot of Sunday services, even this past one in Atlanta, where Kanye Tudor was walking on water. Now, if you're worried about the Kardashian and Jenner clan fading away, oh, please do not worry, all right? You know it's still on and popping because Stormy's dead. That's right, Travis Scott showed up to the original McDonald's location and things got a little crazy. <laughs> Now, if you were wondering what the pandemonium is all about, no, the McRib is not back. Travis Scott and McDonald's are doing a collab together where not only is he selling swag, major swag over there, but he's also doing a, a burger collab. He has his own burger coming out. This hasn't happened since the 80s with Michael Jordan, all right? The Travis Scott will find water in a drought. It does not matter. He is connected to the Jenners, all right? He's probably got Chris as his unofficial manager. He is good for life, so shout out Travis Scott. Now, speaking of McDonald's, I go there for their pies all the time. I've been doing it since I was a kid. I'll be doing it till I'm 90. But McDonald's pies, as good as they are, especially when they hot, ain't got nothing on Patty's pies, all right? November is right around the corner. You know I'm already, my mouth is watering as we speak. Now, speaking of Patty's pies versus battles, we got another one for the books. Versus battle coming up on September 13th is Patty LaBelle versus Gladys Knight, people. That's right, I can't wait. That's right, I'm talking about the Empress of Soul versus the Godmother of Soul. Sounds like it should be on Disney Plus, okay? Now, last week we had Brandy and Monica breaking records, and now we have a generation before them coming back to break records. This is a great thing for music. I think nobody wins in this except for the people and except for music as a whole. Shout out to them. Now to the world of love and hip hop. Now Cardi B, she's used to having major beats. She knows how to get busy in these streets, but she went from the world of hip hop to the world of politics. I'm talking about Cardi B versus Candace O. That's right, Candace Owens, the new political Republican internet troll uh, went after Cardi B after she did, after Cardi B did a sit down with Joe Biden. Now Joe Biden and her had an interview. They talked about different things. There was a lot of ochres. There was a lot going on, all right? 
But Candace had a little problem with that. She sat down with Ben Shapiro and she talked about how Joe Biden is basically insulting the black people by sitting down and talking with, with Cardi and that she's not educated and all this other stuff. Now, the battle ensued. Now, I'm not talking about disc records. I'm talking about IG Live disses and Twitter beats. It was a lot of Twitter disses going back and forth. Now, Candace has a book coming out, so I'm pretty sure this is all promo for the book. But all in all, I'm here for the smoke. And listen, this is the first time that Cardi B has dragged somebody on Twitter. If you remember, she also quote unquote, her quote, not mine, dog walked Tommy Lauren not too long ago, all right? But hey, it's just all in Cardi B's DNA. We are going behind the music with the one and only Cardi B from the South Bronx to the strip club to reality TV to topping the Billboard charts. Cardi B has broken the rules and blazed her own trails to become one of the most in-demand voices in hip-hop. Definitely representing for the ladies and the MCs in the hip-hop game. She cites the likes of Lauren Hill, Lady Gaga, Madonna, and of course, the one and only Beyonce as her big inspirations. And she says she used to actually take old Beyonce songs, rewrite the lyrics in some Cardi B fashion, making them way sluttier. I don't dance now, I make money move. Of course, today being one of the top females in the game hasn't come with its share of problems from beeps with Nicki Minaj, Azalea Banks, and others. But when you're at the top, everybody wants your spot. Cardi has said one of her biggest moments in her career being able to team up with the talented and fellow Bronx native Jennifer Lopez on the song Dinero with DJ Khaled. I want you to park that Big Mac truck right in this little garage. In 2020, as the world continued to grapple with the COVID pandemic, Cardi came roaring back with her monster single WAP with fellow hip hop bad girl Megan Thee Stallion. It debuted at number one on Billboard's Hot 100 charts and hit 93 million streams in its first week, the most for any single ever, and earned Cardi her fourth number one song. You a pussy, you get popped. You a goofy, you a up. Recognized as one of the most influential female rappers of all time by Forbes, Cardi's breakout single Bodak Yellow earned her first chart-topping solo single by a female rapper since 1998. In 2018, she topped Forbes 30 under 30 list and ever since has only been on the up and up. A girl from the Bronx who grew up listening to Little Kim and Trina being nasty, unapologetic, and successful has always been the M.O. And that's your Cardi B DNA. Now let's get into what's new in music. Country music starlet Kelsey Ballerini is out with a new stripped-down album, Ballerini. Now, this album is like a quarantine take on her March release, Kelsey, in which she basically stripped everything down, and it's just her vocals and the piano, but with vocals like hers, I mean, that's all we really need. I mean, she is killing it out here in the game. Now, not only does she have this amazing album coming out, but she also is going to be performing on the Academy of Country Music Awards coming up September 16th. And not only is she performing, but she's also nominated for Female Artist of the Year. So listen, despite the world being on fire, this is becoming a great year for her. Shout out to Kelsey. Congratulations. Now, after months and months of a rumor collab, finally, finally, Demi Lovato and Marshmello just dropped their new song, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Now, the fans, the love addicts went crazy when Marshmello put up a video on Twitter of him getting harassed for not dropping his song. 
and now finally it's here. But it makes sense of why they waited so long to drop it because they wanted it to come out on World Suicide Prevention Day. I on emotion and you're losing your focus and you feel too exhausted to pray. Don't get lost in the moment or give up when you're closest. All you need is somebody to say it's okay not to feel okay. Now you know this is a crazy week when we got the super producer DJ linking up with one of the best voices in the game. And I'm not even talking about Demi and Marshmello, okay? I'm talking about Getta and See It. Now today is the official release of the song. Well, kind of official. This is what I'm talking about. They released a 15 second snippet on TikTok and it's gone bananas already. People are making dances to it. People are sharing it, it's going viral. So hey, smart move to them. Somebody, some teenager somewhere put them on game and now they are rocking with this. Now, Young Boy Never Broke Again is definitely living up to his name. That's right, because his sophomore album, Top, is about to be topping them charts. You understand me? That's right. Sophomore jinx, not going to happen for this guy. Now, this is definitely a time to celebrate. Pop them bottles. Ah, maybe not pop them bottles just yet. He's only 20, not legal yet. But hey, you getting there. Maybe the next album. By the junior album, we'll be popping them bottles. Now. He's a young boy, but you gotta have the vets and the OGs come in and school you and put you up on game. That's why he had big Uncle Snoop Dogg in his video calling, doing just that. Big money, act funny, we coming, we gunning, them bullets, be humming, keep ducking, keep running. I'm a G, nigga, doggy, stay balling. I'm throwing up the C, nigga, and all these hoes call. Since her 2018 release of Dirty Computer, Janelle Monae has been focusing her attention more on acting, and she's been killing it in the game, okay? I'm talking about her show Homecoming on Amazon Prime, and she's gonna be in the upcoming movie Annabellum. But she hasn't really been focused on making music. She says her, her creative energy just isn't there with everything that's going on in the world. Until now, she recently penned a song for the upcoming documentary, All In, The Fight for Democracy. The film follows Stacey Abrams and her run for the governor of Georgia and the subject of voter suppression, which overshadowed the entire campaign. Now, after writing the song Turntables, Janelle wrote on Instagram, talk that shit. We can't let up. We're fighting for our lives right now. Let's keep organizing, liberating, educating, elevating. Let's keep fighting through the emotional fatigue. Rest when needed. Most importantly, let's keep leaning on each other during this time. Here is some energy in the form of a song, Revolutionaries. I see you. We here at Live by Live take voting very seriously. That's why we have teamed up with Headcount Org. From now until November, we're going to be helping to encourage all of you to go out and vote. And not only do that, but helping you to have a voting plan. And the first step is registering. Now, there's three ways you can vote. You can either mail in your ballot or you can show up early and do an early voting in person. Or you can show up on November 3rd and you can vote in person then. Now, the first important step is registering. You must register to vote. Now, you qualify, of course, if you're an American citizen and also if you're 
18 and above. But if you are 17 and you're going to be 18 by the time election day comes, then you are also eligible. So good news to you as well. Go out there and make your voice heard. Now, if you're having uh, trouble with this, you can go to headcount.org and they can walk you through the steps. Now, let's say you want to vote by mail. It's easy. All you have to do is request a ballot. And if you don't know how to do that, you can go to headcount.org. They will show you how to do it. Now, once you request the ballot, they'll send it to you. Check that mail. Make sure your mail comes and check, you know, bug your post office. Make sure it comes. Once you get it in the mail, you're going to have to fill it out and make sure you fill it out good and research and make sure you read everything. Now, I know this might sound boring. I don't care. All right. Do your homework. Do your homework. If you can fill out all the little surveys on BuzzFeed and fill out your little proof of purchase so you can send out for a new air fryer, then you can do this and make a change in democracy, all right? And once you do that, you're going to mail it back or you can go to a location and you can uh, put submit it in person. Now, again, if you don't know a location, you can go to headcount.org and you can find a location where you can submit it. Now, number two, you want to vote early. You want to be the early bird, get that ballot in. That's great as well. Now, you can find a location nearest you by going to headcount.org. They'll show you where it is and you can show up. Make sure you bring a mask. Don't be on that bull, all right? Don't get punched in the face. I don't want to see a viral video of you getting dragged out a voting booth, okay? Make sure you wear a mask, but you can show up there with an ID and you can go ahead and vote early. Now, if you want to vote on voting day, you know, you want to be a classic voting day voter. I get it, that's cool, but just be prepared to wait. It's the same thing as voting early, bring the mask, all that stuff, ID and everything like that, but be prepared to wait. Now, if you can wait in line for six hours for a Travis Scott burger, you can wait to vote and change democracy, okay? Make sure you go out and vote, all right? Headcount.org. Now, no matter who you're voting for, just make sure you go out and vote. Make sure your voice is heard, okay? This is a historic time in American history. This is going to be a historic election. And speaking of history and speaking of historic moments, this is also a historic week in music history. From televised fails to tragedies, this week in rock is a roller coaster ride of emotions. Let's take a look back at some of the events that defined an era. After taking over the world with 1982's Thriller, Michael Jackson returned in September of 87 with his chart top and hit Bad. Originally intended to be a duet with Prince, Jackson took it to the top all on his own. The year is 1990, and this is a story of how rapper Will Smith turned his alter ego, The Fresh Prince, into a hit TV show. The street smart rapper made his first appearance on our televisions on September 10th and went on for over six seasons. Looking to prove that they also had the right stuff for the television screen, the new kids on the block also made their television debut on September 8th, though it would be in animated form. In 1991, the scent of the end of hair metal rock was in the air, and Nirvana's Smell Like Teen Spirit released on September 10th was the final nail in the coffin as glam gave away to grunge and launched Nirvana into the stratosphere.
As the band's rocket to fame continued to rise, the old saying, what goes up must come down, came to mind when at the 1992 VMAs, the band's bassist had his bass guitar make a perfect landing right on his face, turning a rocking out into a knockout. The next year's VMAs followed up another crash we couldn't look away from. That being the infamous sloppy kiss between pop king Michael Jackson and his new bride Lisa Marie Presley. If there were an award for the most awkward kiss, this couple would have definitely taken it home. Two years later, on September 7th, after attending a boxing match in Las Vegas, Tupac Shakur would be shot in a drive-by shooting that would take his life six days later. As of this date, his murder still remains unsolved, though the conspiracies related to his murder continue to live on. While the September 9, 2007 VMAs gave us highlights featuring Rihanna, Justin Timberlake, and Fergie, it also came with some low points that were just as unforgettable. Britney Spears gave a performance of her hit Gimme More that left audiences wanting more. Her dancing was not her best, and she often seemed to occasionally mouth the words to her song. YouTuber Chris Cocker would rise to fame defending Britney and demanding we give the star a break. Leave her alone! The night's other low point was when Kid Rock and Tommy Lee, both ex-husbands of star-led Pamela Anderson, got into an altercation on the event floor. While both men would claim victory, having a fight in the middle of an award show guarantees that no one wins. The world of hip-hop lost one of its iconic rappers when Mac Miller, only 26 years old, died of an accidental overdose on September 7th of 2018. While the indictment of three men charged with his death might have brought about a small sense of closure, it would do little to fill the void left in the hearts of his fans. When it comes to remembering events that took place in September, undeniably it's the events of 9-11 that will always take precedence. The terrorist attacks against the United States, with ground zero being the World Trade Center in New York City, left America shocked, frightened, and for a moment, broken. It would take time for the country to recover, and musicians stepped up to help the process of healing. Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joe, and Paul Simon took to the stage for their tribute to heroes, just 10 days later to remind us of the power of music to bring people together in times of difficulty. Not long after, the concert for New York City had performances by The Who, Elton John, David Bowie, Jay-Z and others who would pay tribute to those lost on the September 11th attacks and honor those who were still in the midst of the ongoing rescue and recovery efforts at Ground Zero. Other artists would go on to write songs directly inspired by the events of 9-11, including Bruce Springsteen. Sarah McLaughlin. And Neil Young. Are you passionate? Are you living like you talk? The events of 9-11 will never be forgotten, and tributes to the event live on in our music and memories. Pac being shot on September 9th is definitely a day that changed the trajectory in music. And September 11, 2001 is a day that changed the trajectory in, world as, in the world as we know it. Um, this September 11th, 
there we will be remembering those that we lost, but we're going to have to do it a little different this time. Today marks the 19th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks and due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the annual commemoration ceremony had to go through some changes for the health and safety of the victims, families, and the attendees. On September 11th of 2001, nearly 3,000 people died in the terrorist attacks to New York City's World Trade Center, the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., and Shanksville, Pennsylvania. For the past years, the main focus of the commemoration in the 9-11 Memorial and Museums in New York has been a public gathering and a reading of the victims' names by their family members. Gordon M. Amat Jr. Adelmiro Abad. Marie Rose Abad. But as the 19th anniversary occurs during COVID times, in order to avoid large gatherings and to follow health and safety protocols, in this year's ceremony, instead of families being on the stage, recorded readings of the names made by the 9-11 family members will be used to honor and remember each victim. The use of masks is mandatory and families will stand near their loved one's names or sit on benches under the trees as they listen, adhering to social distancing guidelines. Back in August, the traditional tribute of the twin beam light display was expected to be modified because of the coronavirus concerns for the workers who put it together. But it was confirmed that the iconic symbol that honors the victims and the unbreakable spirit of New York will shine as it does every year. Presidential candidates Joe Biden and Donald Trump camps said they would both travel to Shanksville, Pennsylvania site of the Flight 93 National Memorial. Although some people have shown some disappointment with the changes, it is necessary to take care of each other during these challenging times and make sure that the commemorations and tributes are conducted in a safe manner. We will always remember. Never forget, indeed, we're going to use today as a time that we come together, support each other, lift each other up, and remember those that we've lost. And we're also going to continue that same sentiment and keep that same energy as we try to raise money and remember those that we've lost to brain cancer. I'm talking about the Modern Drummer Festival 2020. It's going to be streaming right here on Live by Live, September 12th at 8 p.m. Now, the festival features performances from more than 30 of the world's best drummers, including Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Mike Portnoy, and Cindy Blackman Santana. The show will feature very, very special tribute to the late, great Neil Peart. Some of the proceeds will go to benefit brain tumor research at Cedar Sinai's Medical Center in honor of the Hall of Fame drummer. Now, if you want to get ticket packages or if you want to get a virtual meet and greet, you can do that all at Live by Live. You can go to livebylive.com. That's livexlive.com. Now, before we go, let's get into the 60-second wrap-up with the Live by Five. These are the top songs in music right now. Number five, Move by 24K Golden featuring Ian Dior. They're only 19 years old, killing it in the game right now. Already 110 streams on Spotify since July, killing it on TikTok. Shout out to them. Number four, Rockstar, The Baby featuring Roddy Rich. The song is already four times platinum. This is The Baby's Year. Billboard, he's killing it on Billboard. I can't wait to hear more baby music. Number three, Laugh Now, Cry Later. Drake featuring Lil Durk. Drake still putting on for Toronto. Durk still putting on for Chicago. Great combo. Number two, WAP. Cardi B featuring Meg Thee Stallion. Cardi B taking down internet trolls every day and still rising to the top on Billboard. Can't wait for the album. Number one, BTS, Dynamite. 
You cannot destroy this army. The army is breaking records all over the world. Shout out to the army and shout out to you all. That is our live by five in our 60 second music wrap up. I'm Charles McBee. For more on music culture, make sure you go to Live by Live. This is Live Zone. Thank you so much for joining me. Be safe. Peace.